This is the Barbecue Central Radio Show, which airs live every Tuesday evening from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by Big Papa Smokers. Big Papa is the one-stop shop for anyone interested in barbecue, featuring a comprehensive selection of all American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, and everything that you need to make a world-class pit out of a 55-gallon drum. Visit them at BigPapaSmokers.com. And by the Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic pit temperature control devices and pits as well. You can visit them at TheBBQGuru.com. And by Cookshack, a leader in pellet and electric style cookers. Visit them for specials online at Cookshack.com or call them at 800-423-0698. And by Sucklebusters. Sucklebusters products are preferred by competition barbecue cooks. Texas-based, 100% made in the USA, introduced first products to Barbecue Central over seven years ago. You can get in contact with them at sucklebusters.com like them on their facebook fan page sucklebusters or visit the texas bbq forum.com check them out and see why sucklebusters means busting with flavor and by butcher barbecue makers of injections sauces and rubs find them online at butcherbbq.com and by green mountain grills a leader in the pellet grill market you can find out more about their cookers by visiting greenmountaingrills.com and by cookingpellets.com, a maker of high-quality pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can visit them at cookingpellets.com, or you can find them at amazon.com as well. Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. Good evening and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. It is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling, broadcasting live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday evening. If you want to jump in on the show tonight, it's a phone call, 216-220. 0966. You can also email the show if you would care to. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Everything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening in case you can get the newsletter. Coming up in about 12, 13 minutes from now, the first Tuesday's regular guest of each month. It is August, believe it or not. Where's the year gone? I think, uh, mathematically speaking, we are more than halfway through 2015, rapidly coming to a close, if I may say. However, the first Tuesday of every month brings venerable, multiple-time cookbook author, barbecue competition, pitmaster, championship award-winning, TV sensation, 
corporate chef of Big Green Egg. The Ask Dr. Barbecue segment, Ray Lampy will be in about 12 minutes from now. Then we will join forces, hook up with, and otherwise kowtow around with your 2015 Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year pitmaster, Matt Barber, Hot Watch Hula. We will move graciously and expeditiously to the second hour. At what point we will be joined by a guy that we were supposed to have on a couple weeks ago. You would recall, I think it is about two weeks ago to this date. We had a horrific issue with the Echo Monster. Showed back up again, was rearing its ugly head. Was in, by some accounts, in its most tragic and incredible form it has ever been in. Couldn't figure out what was going on. Couldn't figure out why the Echo Monster was showing up in seismic and gargantuan proportions. Till I realized I left a window open like an idiot. All that's been double-checked five and ten times. Okay, so... No Echo Monster. We will welcome back a guy local here to Seatown. Let's say a knife-wielding and forging expert from clevelandcuts.org, D. Coker, will be in. We're going to talk about knives. Hey, y'all, we're going to talk about knives. Because I said before, uh, you know, it's one of those subjects, like you need to have a good knife. If you're in, now whether you're in competition barbecue or if you're not in competition barbecue, whatever, if you're a backyard guy like me, you have to have, no, you don't have to. However, it really makes life easier if you have a nice cutting implement to make short work of your prep get the slices you want but like what makes a good knife i don't know how much is too much to spend on a knife should you get custom made knives should you go to your specialty cutting stores and buy ja henkels or hj henkels or whatever the hell they're called or whatever knife you like so we'll talk to a knife expert and see exactly what we need so there's your lineup for this evening open segment at ten thirty-five. Went so well last uh, last show that we'll leave it open again. lot that I didn't get to. Had some great calls at 1035 last week. So if you were inspired, if you want to jump in, hoping that there was going to be another open portion because you got something that you're burning on, I would love to take your phone call. We can talk about it. Give you my take on stuff. Whatever. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Ray Lampy, Matt Barber, D. Coker, all slated in for your show this evening. All right, uh, do me a favor. As I say each and every week, the show is on now live. If you are an audio person and you know people that like to listen to this kind of a show through the Audible stuff, send them to the main website, thebbqcentralshow.com. Get on your tweeter and let everybody know that the show's on. That's one link to send them to. If you know somebody likes to watch the stuff in front of a computer, OutdoorCookingChannel.com slash watch dash now. 
is your watch link if you want to watch the video feed by longtime video syndication partner, OutdoorCookingChannel.com. And if you are a ruler and a master of IT and all of the ways of technology and whence they are offered to you currently, maybe you have an IPTV such as the Roku. I have a Roku. Everybody loves the Roku in my house. Uh, that's got an app store. A lot of the other ones have app stores in it as, uh, as well. So go to your particular situation on the app store side and look for Outdoor Cooking Channel. If your particular platform has the Outdoor Cooking Channel available in the app store, get it. Don't waste another minute. Get it right now. You can watch a show live and uh, and I'm thrown off here. I'm sorry. You can watch the show right from the comfort of your very own large couch. Why not? Why not? Watch me in high definition. I mean, what could go wrong aside you from going blind? You can subscribe to audio replays of this show through the iTunes. Thousands and tens of thousands of people do that the most. You can get video replays a number of different ways. Uh, The YouTube page. Slash barbecue for you if you want to get that. You can go to Outdoor Cooking Channel, obviously. You can also go to the main clearinghouse of all archives for the show, audio and video, uh, which is my main website. So there's never every, uh, never any reason you should ever miss anything on the show. Ever? Ever. All right. Let's talk about it. Everybody else is talking about it. So it's my turn. A lot of controversial stuff I don't even delve into, but this one has tripped my trigger. Pun intended. Uh, Has anybody seen the fact that there was a dentist that offed a lion in Africa on a safari? And the guy is catching extreme amounts of flack for taking out this line. Now, look, I am not uh, what anybody would call a hunter, okay? Uh, I mean, if you like to hunt, that's you. I'm not a hunter. Uh, I think it's kind of like fishing to me. Uh, I don't want to sit around and wait a long time in hopes that something happens. Uh, but from all this is just my take. If you disagree with it, that's fine. This guy paid a lot of money. From what I understand, from what the information that I have uh, been able to ascertain from various media outlets, which, of course, I take as a little bit of skepticism over there, ladies and gentlemen, secured all the the right permits, uh, hired people for $50,000 to make sure that he was able to get his hunt on in a legal fashion, and to all accounts, to his knowledge, that happened. So when he was able to get the lion, which he did by arrow, arrow, I thought lions could take arrow. I mean, that had to have been a hell of an arrow, but shot the lion. They track it down. They get it, skins it, takes the head, you know, just like normal big game hunters do because it's going to go in his lobby or wherever the hell it's going to go. Man, this guy has been getting, pardon the pun, killed for what he did. And I don't, I mean, does anybody realize that like three weeks ago, four or five armed service members were gunned down in a recruiting station? And like that was glossed over 
like it didn't even happen. It was on the news for like two days. This guy is getting murdered for weeks. Facebook is going crazy. The guy's business is suffering. He's got to go into hiding. I mean, what in the hell? Let's get our uh, guidance here, folks. I mean, if if we're going to pick what was worse, it's not the lion. Okay, it's the armed service people. That's, okay, that's the problem there. Okay? When people are being killed, the animal people that think that animals are more important than people, they have an issue. And I have big cats in my house. You know, I have two cats. One's fat. Uh, Folks, if you didn't know already, Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. The number one Mac pellet grill dealer in the world. Big Papa Smokers features a wide selection of American-made grill smokers, such as the Old Hickory Ace BP, the Gateway Drum Smoker, even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa's also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. From flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending, their rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition, including the 12 and 13 American Royal, the 12 and 14 Jack Daniels, the 13 Kingsford Channels, the 14 Houston Livestock and Rodeo, the 14 King of the Smoker. Don't think that they can just be pigeonholed into a competitive barbecue either. No, no. BPS rubs have become so well-known they've been picked by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House, with four of the nine BPS rubs featured on their permanent menu. Amid glowing reviews, you can rest assured that BPS rubs are a proven and great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa Smokers is also banded together with fellow California-based rub company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what is now known as the West Coast Offense, defying conventional wisdom. These two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue, and they've begun to redefine the flavor profile that competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's also has that online meat locker with the American Kobe beef, the caribou to pork, double R ranch meats. Big Papa Smokers Meat Locker has everything in there for every kind of barbecue aficionado. They'll bring you the top flavors that are out there new as well. Fine swine sauce, Granny's Barbecue Sauce. These are the new kids on the block. Swamp Boys Barbecue Sauce. Big Papa's also created the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country, working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue to benefit children's charities across the U.S., And they've been only doing this in the five years they've been in business, turning the competition world on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. Their continued support of this show, much appreciated. That's why you should visit BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. And we will have Ray Lampy coming up out of the break. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. Hey, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. That's right, 31 cities. 
500000 in cash to be won. The next stop on the tour is this Saturday, August 8th, 2015. It's in Madison, Wisconsin. This is the second regional final that will send the top teams, top 10 teams, to the final in Bentonville, Arkansas. That will take place on October 10th, by the way. To find out more about Sam's Club Barbecue Series, check the results or or to register your team to compete, you can visit kcbs.us slash samstour. That's kcbs.us slash samstour. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rimpy. Dr. Barbecue. All right. No Ray Lampy right now. It can only be a matter of time. Again, that website, kcbs.us slash Sam's Tour. Uh, I will have the results of the most recent Sam's Club. That was a local qualifier that uh, took place this past weekend. So stay tuned for that in the second hour. And we have a good submission of questions for uh, the Ask a Dr. Barbecue segment. If that actually happens. So we'll uh, put Ray on the clock. And get with him as soon as uh, he is available. Very busy man, so who knows what he could be doing. 216-220-0966. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Your two bits of contact information should you want to jump in on the show tonight. Happy to have you. There. Oh, somebody just came down into the studio. Uh, while we're waiting for Ray to get on the clock and finish the segment here, For those people that are uh, always on the smartphone and are always looking for, you know, the latest, the greatest, the newest way of uh, getting on line and promoting brand and giving your whatever fan base you have extra insight into whatever it is that you do. Let me make a recommendation, and I think this one has potential to be uh, just as big or bigger because uh, to, they they were bought. It's a app called Periscope. And if you don't know what Periscope is, it's basically an app that you download on your iOS, that's a iPhone, or your Android device. You sign into it with your Twitter because Twitter bought them uh, a little while ago, and it is now a live streaming app. And you can stream as much as you want, as long as you want. And if I'm not mistaken, when I was reading the rules and all of this stuff, it's also taping. So you create a live stream from your phone. 
And if you have uh, cameras, dual-facing cameras, you know, one front, one back, you can tap. You go live. You create your account. I'm at BBQ Central Show, which is my Twitter handle. You can follow me on Periscope. And when I do a live feed, you will get your own alert that I am on. And you can choose to then jump right into the feed and see whatever I'm doing happening live. Or if you miss it, you will be able to access my particular feed, whatever I did. If you follow me, you can go to the page. And I think for up to 24 hours after the live feed ends, you can watch it in replay or video archive or you know whatever buzz term there is. But for me especially, this is great if I get a new rub in, if I get a announcement from a sponsor that wants to run some type of a new promotion with the show, if I'm going to do a cook, if I'm going to fire up the Lang, if I'm going to fire up the Green Mountain Grill or the Griller or the Weber Gas Grill, and I'm going to do some type of a cook, and this allows me a way to generate instant access. If I want, and Of course, you have the option of sharing as much as you want or, or not want, but it allows your audience or your fan base or whatever you want to call Yes, Jason, I get it. There's this thing called YouTube, but guess what? Not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same as YouTube. Different. Different niche. Learn about it. Come talk to me later. All right, let's uh, race to the phone and welcome in Chad Ward of Whiskey Bent Barbecue. Hey, what's up, buddy? Chatters, what's up, brother? Nothing, man. I saw that, uh, you know, Ray, being the busy man that he is, I, you know, I haven't been able to connect with him yet, so just figured I would uh, you know, give you a holler, see what's shaking. Look at this guy picking him up, picking me up. So let me get this right. I was looking through the post in the chat room. Were you doing were you not were you not like in studio for your show? Were you remote? I was, I was not in studio. Wow. I'm at a home to Hilton hotel in Columbus, Georgia. Oh, Columbus, Georgia. C A E. Yeah, baby. Took, took the show on the road, brother. Yeah, so did you uh, connect in through the Skype world and do it that way? Yes. Yeah, guest on your own show. Hosting as a guest. Yes, but yeah. uh, but everything came through clear. Paid up the uh, extra four ninety five for the premium internet here with Hilton. <laughs> and uh, it came through. Is it mind-boggling? I mean, Chad, you are a world traveler. Uh, I don't want to pull back the curtain too much, but... You know, you are uh, quite an extensive traveler. You stay in a lot of hotels. It, it, does it boggle you in being the experienced traveler, the road, the grizzled road vet that you are, that you still have to pay for freaking internet? If you're paying $100 or $75 or $175 for a freaking room, you should have internet that is 50 or 150 down and just yeah. as fast up instead of these pieces of crap wireless Wi-Fi crappy connections that you have to pay for. I mean, isn't enough enough? No, I completely agree. And, and what's even worse about it is the higher in the hotel, the higher the cost for Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. You hit the nail right on the head. We were at uh, last, uh, just this past May, uh, we were at my daughter Bobby's uh, state tournament for volleyball. We're staying at a Hyatt right downtown Columbus, Ohio. Right. It's one of the best hotels in that city. We're paying almost 200 bucks a night, and you had to pay 20 bucks 
to get internet access. What? No, no. Get that big stuff out of here. I mean, That's I, ridiculous. I, I told the lady, I was like, wait, I got paid 20 bucks to get internet access? She said, yeah, I'm like, I'm paying $200 for the room. You can't toss it in? She's like, uh-huh. no, I'm not tossing that in. I was like, well, what? You know, you know the, the other one that kills me is not just that, but the resort fees. Like like down down here in Florida, you'll get hit with the Wi-Fi, and then you'll get hit with, oh, there's also a, a $14.95 resort fee. And you're like, why? Because you got a freaking pool? <laughs> That's you know, the resort? I, I mean, because I mean, <laughs> I'm going to take, take a pool towel? You know, so, so yeah, it, it's like, but but nobody tells you that when you find that deal, you know, and it's like it was like it was funny. I I had booked a Marriott a couple months ago, and Marriott I've stayed like I'm I'm lifetime right under platinum, like silver, because I've stayed like twelve hundred nights oh. in a Marriott. And they they come to me and they're like, yeah, there, there's a and it was something like ridiculous, Greg. Like, there's an eight ninety five resort fee. <laughs> and I said. Well, I said, I, I usually never, ever play this card, but I'm going to please ask you to pull up my account. She's like, oh, my gosh, Mr. Ward. Yeah, you weren't supposed to get charged for this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, thanks. But but just, you know, look, I, I, I've i spent tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars with you guys. Really, we're going to go with the 895 resort fee on, you know, uh, 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 not even a lazy river, uh, you know, two pools. So that makes you think you can call it a resort. Uh-uh. Come on. Wow. Unbelievable. The uh, the things that we learn as you uh, get on the road and start getting raked over the coals. Uh, Chad, what do you think about the line getting shot since I just addressed it briefly? Do you have any uh, quick thoughts on that? Dude, I, I was wishing there was a whole lion pit over there. I mean, is, um, could, know, could to, it be the most overrated story? Smartass. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think if it was really a an animal that was was there for like the zoo, which, you know, Everybody's saying I had a GPS collar and this and that. Yeah. That kind that kind of sucks, but this dude didn't know any better. He hired people that he thought were were guides. And and he and my, allegedly he never knew about the GPS collar until it was dead. Yeah. And and, and if that's the case, then I mean, yeah, he could have done a little bit of better research, but where do you go do better research on Zimbabwe lion <laughs> guides? I, I'm sure there's not a commerce where you go. Hey, hello. Uh, I was wanting to see who you guys are recommending for big game guides. No. You know, so, so I mean, I, I guess if that was the guy's heart on and his bucket list, he did the best he could. He should not be getting chastised the way he is. And, and I completely agree with you when you talk about, you know, that that's big news, but nobody wanted to get upset about our own military getting mowed down in recruiting offices. Come on, man. The issue, the bigger issue and I'm not turning this into a gun situation, but in the recruiting stations and, and uh, similar type areas, military is not allowed to carry any weapons. The, guy, the guys that are Total trained, horseshit. trained yeah. before they do yeah. anything else, they're put in a f- top physical condition and trained on weapons, various weapons, yep. and that you can't carry a weapon, be armed in that situation. It, it is unfathomable to me. I mean, if you want to, if you want to take guns out of bars and you want to do this, or right. you know, each state has their own. That's fine, but there there has to be a change where guys that are trained to carry firearms and use them in a deadly fashion for war or whatever. How can how can you unarm them for these for specifically these kind of situations? It blows my mind. Absolutely ridiculous. I completely agree with you. 
you know, and obviously me and you have had some concealed carry discussions before. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I think where we don't allow people to carry guns, we're just asking for these type of issues. And, and, and yeah, I mean, that, that is, I mean, these people are trained and, and, and these are folks that we're trusting yeah. to select people to guide our military in the future, but they can't carry a simple sidearm. Now I'm not saying they should all be sitting there with them 16s, but we're talking about a simple sidearm, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I I completely agree with you. It's it's ridiculous. Uh, Chad, there's barbecue television on, number of different shows. Do you have any favorites? What are you watching? Are you watching anything? Um, I, yeah, I, I've liked the uh, I've liked the barbecue pit wars. Um, you know, I, I like Ernest being on. I like the guys from Rescue Smokers. Myron's always entertaining. Is he? Uh, Is Myron know, entertaining? Yeah, you know, M- Michael Michael character. Yeah, he, he's doing his part. You know, he, he's being there showing the restaurant guy trying to make it in the comp world. Uh, I, I'd much rather have seen that spot been taken by a, your next guest, Matt Barber, or, a, you know, a Jim Elser. Um, but, you know, I, I think that show's pretty hot right now. And uh, Chad, could I, it, could, like, could I get on that show? Like, am I, not me specifically, but backyard guy. I'm, I represent backyard guy. Like, can, no. can I get on that show? No, I no, I don't. I don't think you can. But um, but why not? I I, I, I did see where Grilling with Rich got signed to a cookbook, oh so you may God. be able to do a cookbook. Oh no, I'm not even touching that. You know, I'm not. I'm not I'm, touching it. I'm, I'm just, just not touching it. We're not even. Guy. I'm no, just no, we're not even talking about. It. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, um, I, so I, I, I thought we'd bring the noise. Here's we're, we're here on the Rippy Show. Chad, Come on, barbecue we, show. We talk. I heard you already pre-ordered on Amazon. Chad, we talk about relevant, meaningful, legitimate, <laughs> trustworthy, and reputable sources and people in this industry. Enough said. Enough. <laughs> uh, Chad, let me ask you. D- Michael Character, for instance, as you said, he's trying to make a go of it, showing the, the, that the restaurant guy to do can do comp guy. And maybe I've asked you this question before, but uh, for the people that missed it, if they miss it or whatever, or haven't gone back in the archives, there's so many competitors that are on these shows. True, like you see him yeah. on the trail, you know the names, especially if you're in the you see him. But then you get a guy like Michael Character. I mean, who's on the judging panel? There are three guys that are on the competition circuit for crying out loud. So it's my opinion that a guy like Michael Character who doesn't have the competition chops, especially. You know, the first time around. This time around might be a little bit different because he knows who he's dealing with or he can, you know, school up a little bit. But the first time, I think he has to be at a disadvantage because the guys that are on the competition circuit are cooking competition-style barbecue, which I think in itself is a little bit troublesome because of who's on the pan. It's a, it, it, you, And you hear about it when they're giving you the explanations of, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it like this. If I'm going to do this cut of meat, I'm going to do it like this. And it's always injecting and enhancing and doing all this other stuff, which is only uh, competition stuff. So I think a guy like me, a backyard guy, is kind of aced out of that thing. I don't know if that's necessarily fair or helping that part of the TV segment grow. No, I, I completely agree with you because I, I think there's a, you know, and, and it's one of those things that I teach in the classes I do at the store is people want to come to competition classes. And, and I'll get a ton of, and you know, and and they'll pay, you know, between a hundred and a hundred fifty bucks, and I'll provide the materials for them, and they'll say, you know, 
Chad, I, I want to learn how to do this. And I'll say, look, if, if you go and you've got 16 people coming over for dinner and you cook these ribs I'm about to teach you, make sure you got plenty of toilet paper. <laughs> you know, but, 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 but because if, if, if somebody's hungry yeah. and they eat four or five of those ribs, yeah. it's not going to agree with their body because yeah. remember, we're trained to cook one bite barbecue. So, you know, what I always try to teach in my class is, hey, if you're competing, here's here's what you want to do. Here's a recipe. Now, if you're cooking this for the house, leave out this, this, and this. Or cut this by half, cut this by half, cut this by a fourth. You know, and, and that way, you know, teach them what something enjoyable, you know, to eat is. Because, you know, me and Danielle were talking about it the other night. It's like the stuff we put out for a contest is just – you're not going to serve that to 30 people at a dinner party. I remember Dave Bosco once said that there is a substantial difference between giving somebody a plate of competition-prepared barbecue and a plate of barbecue that you would just prepare in your backyard. And the backyard stuff is going to be, you know, you can eat, as you said, uh, 8, 10, a whole rack of ribs. If you eat a whole rack of ribs of the other stuff, as you oh, said, God. you know, you're greasing the raceway and not in uh. a good way. So uh, they're two different things, and I think they see it on television as wanting to, to cook that, but, you know, they're not going to be able to, to eat in the quantity that they think that people are going to want to eat as they prepare it. So maybe it boils all the way back to what I ask, you know, guys like yourself and all these other guys that are putting on the cooking classes of, you know, aren't you afraid that when you spill all of your guts that this is going to be to your detriment when you go up against these guys. And he said, and they all say, well, you know, look, the disconnect here is you still got to know how to cook the meat first. I can tell you everything else I do, but if you can't cook it right, then it's not going to help you knowing where my, the rest of my footprints are and my timetables and my turn and all this other stuff. So that's no, like the yeah. thing that needs to be in the classes is still is how to cook ribs right, how to cook brisket right, and then work on all that other crap. No, I, I completely agree. And, and I'll tell you, I mean, uh, you know, I, I took Matt's class, his first one, Barber, who you got coming on here. And um, great class as far as what I learned, uh, some of the techniques. But, you know, Greg, that's me, a guy that's cooked 85 contests. J- just trying to do continuing education and pick up on some little things he does different than I do. Um, if you take a, a green guy that's, you know, five or ten contests in, and he goes to Matt's class, he's going to pick up a lot. Yeah. But Matt doesn't have to worry about competing with that guy. You know, but, but because there's so much about At that point, that guy hasn't learned the aspect of cooking to feel. If, if, guess what? If Matt says you pull a pork butt at – 185 when that thing says 185 that guy's gonna pull it yeah whereas matter is gonna go that's not the 185 i usually feel i'm gonna let it go another three or four degrees you know that and that's really the subtle differences between 11th and first chad ward whiskey bent barbecue joining me here on the show uh, Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit is his show that precedes mine from 7 to 9 every Tuesday. Uh, Chad, any other links and uh, websites and stuff you want to give out here, brother? I was just hoping real quick that I could answer one question that was there for Ray Lampy. Yeah, here you go. I'll give one to you. All right. Hold on. Uh, dear Ray, this is from Mike in Kansas. Okay, uh, Mike. Here yeah. we go. Ray, I know you're a big green egg guy, but I am in the market for a pellet cooker. 
Do you have okay. a favorite one or that you feel do you have a favorite one or one that you feel comfortable recommending to folks when they ask you? Well, I will tell you. Uh Mike, there in Kansas, I appreciate it. Uh I'm a big green egg dealer down in Lakeland. And uh pellet grill wise, I will tell you I am a Traeger fan. The Traeger Pro series Traeger? Has done a, a great job with making changes. Traeger? What's that? Traeger? Traeger. Really? The Traeger Pro Series. I promise you, bro. They're bringing it back from China? Huge, huge, huge <laughs> changes. I yeah. promise you. Yes. Hi, hi, higher grade metal. Um, you still real, got it? You, you still have to use their pellets or the warranty is whacked? No. You, no, that, that, no, uh, no. No? No. Chad, tell the truth. Don't lie like I know you want to. No, you don't have to use their pellets right. or their warranty is voided. No. Um, but has has a has a hopper clean out, um, really really good cooker. I mean, I've got four at the house. I usually sell at the store somewhere around about a dozen every week and a half. So and they're they're super happy with them. So to Kevin in Wisconsin, you are saying right now that the Traeger is you say the Pro Series, Pro Series, yes, is the way. Okay, give me a give me a price tag on that. Uh, you're looking at for the Junior. You're looking at seven ninety nine for the Pro. You're looking at nine ninety nine, and for the select, which actually the select is really nice for those guys that have built ins or mm-hmm. or have those really spiffy backyards. Yep. they're twelve ninety nine. All right, so even from top to bottom, not uh, you know not wrecking the very foundations of your world. No. Yeah, much more expensive ones out there for sure. Not at all. All right, uh, Chad Ward, give me uh, give me some other links and whatnot. Oh, j- just check us out, man. Uh, Whiskey Bent BBQ Supply. Um, I have made a commitment to the show, Greg, um, travel, no travel. I'm taking it on the road. Um, we, we've had great viewership. Um, so seven to nine right here on outdoorcookingchannel.com. Uh, come watch us. Um, you know, Greg and I, we've been friends forever. I think we have shows that, um, are the same, but different. And, uh, Man, I, I just love it, and I appreciate you taking my call, brother. All right, so we can anticipate uh, the show once a month, correct? No, I'm trying to <laughs> Literally, I'm trying to go once a week. I've gotten settled into this new day job thing. The store's settled in. Um, every, everything's going much, much better. Hold on. I got an email here. Oh, look at this. Uh, Rich from Grilling with Rich. Dear Chad, uh, if you need me to host your show for you, I'm in. All right. Well, hey, okay. there you go. And, and I'll tell you what I will. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I I will make sure, and uh, I'll take that for consideration. All right. One more thing, since I took Ray's segment, I want to give Ray a huge thanks. Uh, Ray got a call from a production company about them looking for a barbecue personality to partner with Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Ray, yeah, Ray couldn't do it based on his big green egg contract. Yeah. He said, "I got a guy. Forward it to me." Some of the best times I've had in barbecue. Was he down in Florida? Huh? Was Kid Rock down in Florida? Yeah, we we, we filmed in Daytona, filmed at his house in Michigan, filmed at his hunting <laughs> property in Alabama. Absolute blast. Dude, how... I'm sorry, I'm going to swear right now. How in the fuck do I get overlooked for all of this shit? This is horse shit. <laughs> I mean, what the F? I've had it. This show's over tonight. I'm hanging up. Well, good for you. I mean, is he? he's a good guy, right? Kid Rock. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. And once again, I'd just like to thank Ray that that he thought enough of me that that because he couldn't do it, he he shared my name. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of times when you know people are big personalities like Ray and 
and good folks. Sometimes people don't hear all the good stories, but yes. that was a barbecue guy looking out for a barbecue guy, and I, I greatly appreciate it. All right. Well, that's uh, that's an awesome story. Thanks for sharing that, Chad. No and, problem, bro. Uh, hey, most thanks importantly, for the thanks time, for jumping man. in. All right, dude. I, uh, I'll tell you what. If you wouldn't mind, real quick, make yeah. sure and yeah. ask Matt Barber during the interview tonight where the nickname The Intimidator came from. The Intimidator. The Intimidator. Daryl Mass has, has, has made Matt Barber known as The Intimidator. And I'm just trying to get a backstory on that. So if you don't mind a little bit of uh, investigative research, I love it, brother. All Take right, care. man. Thank you. There he is, Chad Ward, Whiskey Bent Barbecue. Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit is his show. It precedes this show, 7 to 9 on OutdoorCookingChannel.com. So uh, tune in for Chad if you've never seen his show. A lot of guys uh, start with Chad, hold over, and we go from there for uh, four hours of cooking cleaning, barbecue, and all that good stuff. Uh, Fast Eddie's by Cook Shed. It is the number one pellet grill out there right now. It's a grill and a smoker all-in-one. 100% stainless steel wood-burning pellet-fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat up to 800 degrees. It is the only pellet grill on the market that uses charbroiler technology. It features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink the meat. A pellet grill can barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cook Shack has two models of pellet grills to choose from. The PG-1000 features a fully insulated double wall roll hood for superior heat retention, fuel savings, and maximum cooking performance. The PG-500 features a two-way swing lid, pellet drop, and utensil holder. The 500 and 1000 have many great features, including 784 square inches of cooking space, easy side-loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet feed system, Stainless steel cooking grade on the direct zone for killer-looking sear marks. Nickel-plated grills on the indirect and top racks. Drip up, a pellet ash drawer. 100% stainless steel construction. How about a warming drawer? How about 40 pounds of cookery, uh, cookjack hickory pellets? And most importantly, 30-day money-back guarantee. It's a versatile pellet cooker that adds full flavor to your recipes, including fajitas, ribs, chicken, steaks, dessert sides, large cuts of meat. It can do it all, including cold smoking. Grilling with wood pellets penetrates the food with an intense, smoky flavor. When you're cooked with wood pellets, the fuel's consistent, the smoke more flavorful. Now, for recipes and how-to videos, check out Cookjack's YouTube channel or the cooking guide on their website, pelletcooker.com. That's pelletcooker.com. Or visit Cookjack at cookshack.com at their main website. You can also call Cookjack, alternatively, if you would like, 800-423-0698. That's 800 800- Four two three zero six nine eight. Order today. Continued sponsorship by Cook Shack. Appreciate. It. We're going to try and have Stuart on uh, Stuart Powell shortly. I'd say within within this month of October. Uh, oh my God, of August, we will have Stuart and or Fast Eddie and or both. So stay tuned for that little Cook Shack stuff. All right, uh, we're back with Matt Barber right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, we are back. Thanks again to uh, Chad Ward for dropping in. Helping me out there with the uh, empty on Ray. Find 
Mr. Barber here. We can make sure that we got uh, all the stuff set for him. This portion of the show brought to you by Green Mountain Pellet Grills. Manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market, right? If you're looking for a cooker to house a lot of meat, you want to make sure that you look them up. Uh, how about a medium-sized cooker? They got you covered. How about one you can take on tailgates? Well, they got you covered there, too. All you got to do is visit GreenMountainGrills.com to get yours. I love mine. And you can love yours as well. That's uh, GreenMountainGrills.com, GreenMountainGrills.com. All right, my, my next guest has uh, just wrapped up a team of the year overall for 2015 in the Florida Barbecue Association. He was on this show a number of times a little bit earlier in the year. We welcome back to recap all of the succulent events that transpired over the last 12 months leading to the culmination of team of the year. It's Matt Barber from Hot Watch Ulis. Matt, how are you, buddy? Uh, Matt, let me ask you before we get into uh, the recap of yet another team of the year victory for you and Team Hot Wachulas. Uh, I was asked by a very venerable food barbecue uh, host and cooker and retailer of succulent stuff to ask you about Intimidator, where you get the nickname, the backstory on that. I mean, are you an Intimidator, Matt, or what? Uh, Matt, are, is, is there a feud going on right now with you and Buckeye, or uh, everything's good? Uh, you know, trying to beat the other guy at a contest. Other than that, though, like outside, outside of contest, you guys uh, will share a little pink drink here or there, or what? <laughs> I don't know about a pink drink, but, but we do. Uh, I mean, I, I make a sauce. And his injection. So, uh, you know, we still have to, uh, you know, we have we have a business friendship and a friendship outside the competition barbecue circuit. Yeah, but once uh, when it's uh, you guys at a competition together, I mean, it, all that's out the window and everybody's cooking to win, obviously. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's, uh, you know, when, when you're in a points race, too, you know, once you realize it, you know, if they start calling out, you know, the scores and you realize you don't have a shot, then you're like, okay, as long as I beat Jim, you know, I'm sure he feels the same way. If he doesn't win, he at least wants to beat me. Uh, certainly, so we're, we're not trying to overlook or, you know, just pass through uh, the rest of the teams out there in the Florida Barbecue Association, but it seems at least, you know, as of the last handful of years, uh, you know, let's call it 2013 or so, uh, it's it's been you or Jim, and and it's been everybody else behind you guys. Uh, do you see somebody that's kind of lurking in the back of the pack behind you guys right now that is poised to kind of take a run at you two, or do you think that as long as you and Jim are in it together, that you two will be able to kind of hold everybody else at bay, and it's going to be a Matt Barber slash Jim Elcher team of the year race? You know, there's there's some some teams that that cook really well, that just don't happen to cook, you know, as often, uh, you know, good buddies. I think they, they finish in the top five and they've done pretty well all year. Um, they've been pretty hot the fat, you know, the, the past few months, um, bull rush is doing real well. 
you know, just some of the teams just they just can't cook as much as we can. But uh, you know, the FBA has a lot of of, of top notch teams. You know, Dana, you know, Big Papa's Country Kitchen, uh, Swamp Boys, of course, and I mean, there's a there's a bunch of of real consistent teams. You know, Damon Woolley and Budmeisters, and you know, it's just I mean, we're lucky enough that we get to cook cook a lot. But uh, I mean, that's that's going to be the hardest thing. You know, if if uh, you know, if, they, if there starts to become a, a couple more teams that can cook 20 contests a year in the FDA, then uh, then it'd be a fun it'd be a fun top 10 battle. You know, once you know. Once it gets close to the end of the year again, I mean, is that really what it boils down to? Is it's uh, more of an attrition thing than anything else? Um, on some level, uh, you know, I mean, you can go through and do like a points average per contest, um, and kind of see how how people would would pan out. Uh, but you know, the the one the one thing about cooking, the more you cook, the better, you, the more consistent you become. So it's uh, you know it's a win-win. The more you cook, the the better you get. I think so. It's uh, you know as much as you know the teams that that don't cook a lot are good. I mean they'd be even better if they cook more. But uh, you know it'd be interesting to see how it how it all pans out. You know if, if everybody could cook twenty contests or they limited it to to top fifteen or something and did did an average like KCBS. But uh, I still think Jim and I would be pretty close to the top, if not still on the top. Matt Barber from Hot Wachula is joining us here on the show, 2015 Florida Barbecue Association Team of the Year. Uh, just a quick review of the resume here, Matt, and I'll go ahead and do the bragging for you so you don't have to look like a big-headed you-know-what. Yeah. Uh, in, in 2013, Team of the Year. That's the picture that's up here on the video, by the way. Very handsome-looking fellow. Uh, in 2014, you were uh, second-place Team of the Year points, and then this year, uh, you see, skip a year. Jim won it last year. Uh, you're back on top again in 2015. Uh, more poignantly, specifically on the 2015, uh, you finished with seven grand championships and seven reserve grand championships. So, you know, 14 contests, you either won or came in second place. And I don't know how many contests you ended up cooking in, in total this year, but, you know, if you're going to tell anybody out there, uh, whether it is KCBS or Florida Barbecue Association, that, hey, uh, at least out of 14 contests that you might cook, you're either going to win it or come in second place. People are going to take that every year, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm not complaining with this year's uh, result at all. It was, uh, I think, since January, I haven't granted or reserved. Well, I granted or reserved every contest but three, I believe, up to this date. So it's it's been a crazy year. Is it a surprise to you at all, or is it just kind of confirmation that the practice and the consistency and the processes that you have in place really pay off now? And if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and hitting the marks and you know getting the meat stuff all done and, and ready and the way that you know how, you have a shot at winning uh, each and every competition that you go into. You know, I, I try and, and and think that way. I mean, it's. I mean, I don't go in, uh, you know, thinking I've got to beat another team. I, I I try and go in trying to just do the best that I can. You know, because it's. Uh, you know, I've, I've watched uh, what is that? That little drag racing show. The guy from Oklahoma. You know, it's like you, you know, even they say you can't race the guy next. To you you got to race the street. And and I think it's similar for the barbecue circuit. You know, you can't 
compete against another cook team, you gotta you gotta compete with the judges. You know, you gotta you gotta win them over. You know, me cooking better food than somebody, you know, cooking next to me doesn't really make make a difference. It's uh it's the the other six teams I'm against on, on those tables, uh, and it's those six judges, you know, what they think of my food. So it's it's kind of a weird mindset, but I just go in trying to do the best I can. Um you know, try and be be as consistent as, as possible, um, and now I'm just trying to tweak uh, tweak my flavor profiles. I'm trying to broaden them up so they're not, you know, so much you know regional or Florida style or Georgia style. Or you know, I'm trying to slowly modify them and, and put little tweaks here and there in to make them more of a broader spectrum. You know, especially since I'm doing a lot of traveling this summer. Matt Barber is my guest. Uh, so now Florida Barbecue Association is over. You're currently fourth overall in the Georgia Barbecue Championship. Uh, is that something that you're going to keen on going forward? Or you obviously have some time where I guess if you wanted to, depending on you know where you want to travel, you got some KCBS opportunity that might be opening up to you. Where are your plans for the second half of the season? Well, you know, the good thing, the Georgia Barbecue Championship, uh, they're all KCBS events. It's like a separate uh you know, it's not really a different sanctioning thing. It's just like a separate little organizational uh, points points chase. Uh, but I'll, I'll be doing, I think, four contests in Georgia. Well, I think three more in Georgia this month. I got one in Franklin, North Carolina this kind of week. Um, so there would be two more in the points chase. I mean, I, I doubt I'll win it, but I mean, it, it was a nice surprise. I, I checked that out, I think, yesterday or, or this morning and and didn't realize I was – was even ranked on it um so that was a nice surprise but i'm gonna cook i think three more contests that that's going to be in that uh in that points race but uh you know come september i'm going to be out west doing uh, the colorado slash royal then on my way back to the jack trip so it's going to be an interesting it's going to be a uh a lot of miles traveled this summer, for sure. Do you have any experience cooking out in or up in an altitude situation? Um, no, I'm actually I'm going to go out a week early, uh, and I think it's the uh, I forget what contest. It's the week before the uh, the Denver Colorado Rockies contest, but I was going to go cook that one just to kind of get a warm up for it, and uh, you know, make sure I had my times down. Because uh, I'm pretty sure I know the humidity level is going to be different, even though I have a water pan in my cooker. But uh, you know, I just want to make sure I'm not undershooting anything, and just make sure I have all my food done in time. Do you think that there's any possible way that uh, you you creep up and and might be in a top five situation in KCBS before uh, the year is out as well? So you're in a uh, a, a winner of the FBA in 2015, and then you, you're able to back that up with, you know, a, a top five finish in KCBS, and maybe you win the Georgia Barbecue Championship as well. Um, I don't know about the Georgia. I mean, my goal is my goal is to be top ten in, in KCBS. Uh, you know, that's kind of what I'm shooting for this year. Uh, you know, as far as my high placing, you know, I've got two two grands in the reserve. Um, so, you know, I'll definitely keep those points. But, you know, I've got, a, I think, at least 16 contests to go. So hopefully, you know, if I, if I stay on track and, and I keep cooking good, 
I'll, I'll hit, I'll hit some of the good tables. Uh, you know, I kind of, there's a, there are a couple ta- bad tables in Greenwood that, that cost me, um, you know, I ended up sixth overall, but I won my pork table and, and ended up 51st. So that, that kind of took me out of the uh, first second as far as that contest goes. But, you know, I think, I think if I, if I keep, keep doing the same thing and keep being consistent, um, I should have a shot. Uh, but uh, that, that's definitely, definitely my, uh, my goal for, for this year is to make top 10. Matt, has anybody actively been seeing if you're going to be running into on purpose, uh, against Darren Worth and Iowa Smokey D's at some point so you guys can, can get it on? <laughs> you know, I'm sure we're going to see each other uh, probably in September. Uh, I think I think him and Travis are going to be doing the, the Colorado Rockies contest. Uh, and I'm sure I'll see him at the Royal, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to do... Uh, can't think of what that contest is, but I, it's, an, it's an early cue contest the week before the the Rockies one. I might see him there too, and uh, I'm going to try and hit uh, Warrensburg at the KBS the week before the Royal uh, to kind of get another practice in. So, yeah, the last the last time I saw Darren was in Plant City last year. It's been almost well seven months or so. Yeah, a lot of things have happened in seven months. He's winning, you're winning. And you know, as you as you kind of get towards the the close of the calendar year, you want to see uh, what I, I guess many would consider to be the two uh, best cooks going out there in their various sanctioning bodies uh, to to get it on, and you know, see who's cooking best at that particular contest. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be interesting. You know, the the weird thing too is even even Travis, I and mean, we're all pretty much one man cook teams. Um, you know, I don't know if that has something to do with it, if that makes us more focused on, on what we have to do or, uh, or if it makes us more consistent or it makes us more pay more attention to details. But uh, it's interesting that, uh, you know, the real hot teams are, for the most part, one-man teams. Matt Barber is the pitmaster of Hot Wachulas. They are the 2015, he is the 2015 FBA Team of the Year. The website, of course, Hot Wachulas. Dot com Matt, uh, appreciate you coming back on the show. Congrats again on the Team of the Year grab, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon. Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, you got it. There he is. Matt Barber, thanks, Hot Wachulas. Look, uh, we, we rarely talk about it when he's on, uh, and that is my... Uh, it's not a word. I'm going to say remissance, but I'm remiss every time we don't actually. So I'm going to have to make a segment and talk about If you've ever wanted to make a sauce uh, or injection or something along those lines, Hot Wachulas is the place to go. They, that's like Matt's business. He can He's your co-packer. He can do sauce and injections and stuff like that. So we got to line up a segment like that. All right, gang, if you are like me, you want to do the easy things, the quick things, the tried and true ways of stepping up the barbecue and grilling game. No better or easier way to do that than by using Butcher Barbecue. ButcherBBQ.com, the website. Check it out. Butcher's is well known for all of the injections, the porks inject, the pork injections, the beef injections, the bird boosters. You got that open pit flavored uh, pork injection now too as well. 
You can get all of those as they are for sale at ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you're looking for the go-to rubber sauce. Don't worry. They got you there, too. The rubs include honey rub, which is my favorite. They got steak and brisket rub. They got premium rub. If you do inject with Butcher's Barbecue Injection, uh, consider the premium rub. It is especially formulated to work with the injection from Butcher's Barbecue. It's a perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. And last but not least, you have the Butcher's Barbecue Sweet Sauce. Uh, I say it each and every week. It's one of my favorite sauces out there on the market. Uh, It's not the fake crap that you're going to get like 99% of what's on the shelf at the grocery stores. It's got its unique flavor. You can tell that Dave put in time and effort to craft an original flavor profile, one that you can use right out of the bottle, uh, one that you could also decide to kick it up if you wanted to uh, with your own various ingredients. You don't worry about breaking the bank on the shipping either. All totals are reasonable. My suggestion, just go to the store and buy at least $200 worth of stuff. Very easy to do because there's so much great stuff to choose from. Did I mention the grilling oils? Who's got the grilling oils? I need grilling oils. Are they in big buckets yet, Dave? Are the grilling oils in the big buckets yet? Just head on over there. Get $200 worth of stuff. You're going to save on shipping because you don't get charged on anything over $200. Ships for free. Save yourself the shipping by loading up on all of the great stuff. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com and stock up now. Once again, ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We are back quickly. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, uh, we are quickly getting out of this segment. We're going to load up for the second hour. Uh, get your drinks, get your libations. We've got a great second hour lined up for you. Hit me up if you want to. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Scott Greenia from Fairfax, Vermont, also known as Scotty the Q, and you're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention? Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Fine, how's it going? <laughs> You have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono, it's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? We ate fifty four wieners. Oh, listen, Laverne, you shake face. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working right now. Ooh. Top. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Uh, This is the Barbecue Central Show, folks. Hey, happy to have you. That's what you found. It is the show that talks about all things important to the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you here. You want to jump in tonight? Come on. Let's do it. 
420-0966. Email greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. This portion of the show being brought to you by cookinpellets.com. Chris Becker will be on hopefully next week. We're going to talk pellets. Number one source for quality wood pellets. For all of your pellet-driven cookers, visit cookinpellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N, cookinpellets.com. For more information or to purchase, you can also visit amazon.com as well if you would prefer to use that vehicle to purchase your cooking pellets. Whatever you do, go to cookinpellets.com. If you have a pellet-fired cooker, they will hook you up. You'll be very happy. Real big bags. Not a lot of shake in them. Good stuff. Still to come on the show tonight at 1014, D. Coker from clevelandcuts.org. We're going to talk about knives. Big knife talk coming up. The 2015 Sam's Club Barbecue Series rolled into Des Moines, Iowa this past weekend. This was a local event that feeds the Madison-Wisconsin Regional Final. Of course, as every single local competition does for Sam's Club, it will send the top six teams moving to the regional final. And in Des Moines, DSM is the airport code for Des Moines, Iowa, by the way, in case you were wondering. Winning it, champion of the grand, Ryan Newstrom, Big T's Q Crew. Back on top. Back on top. 685.6. Reserve Grand Champ on the show a couple weeks ago. Keeping the pedal down, as it were. Rod Gray, Pellet Envy. 683.3. So about two and two tenths separating Ryan and Rod. Third place, Toad Holler Barbecue. Two points behind Rod. Tree Frog Barbecue. 678. Fifth place, Templeton Rye Woodfellas. That's some kind of name right there. And rounding out top six, Meadow Valley Barbecue Company. Points discrepancy from one to six. Uh, a 685-6 wins at sixth place is good enough for 674. So you're looking about 11 points, 11 and 5 tenths, whatever. So not a huge gap. There's been tighter ones. There's been much wider ones this year, too. In years past, there's been just a few points separating one through six as well. So, uh, you know, not bad, actually. So pretty tight competition, especially uh, one through three there. The next Sam's Club event will be this coming weekend, August 8th. That is in Madison, Wisconsin, as I just mentioned. And that is the second regional final that will take place. So what does that mean? It changes up just a wee bit. The top 10 teams in this regional final in Madison, Wisconsin, will then move or at least be invited to go to the uh, national final at Sam's Club later in the year in October. So congratulations to everybody that is making the trek out to Madison, Wisconsin. If you want to follow all of the happenings and the goings-on and all of that stuff, then head on over to kcbs.us.com slash Sam's Tour. And you can check out who's going to be competing at this weekend's Sam's Club Regional. Pick your potential winners out. All that good stuff. All right. uh, Currently, the top five for KCBS Team of the Year as follows. 
And it, one and two keep flipping like crazy because these guys keep winning like crazy, or at least finishing second for crying out loud. Uh, circumventing last weekend's number or last week's number one, which was uh, the American Dream Barbecue team, uh, David and Chris Qualls. Back on top, Travis Clark and the Clark Crew Barbecue team with a 2765. Dave and Christine of the American Dream Barbecue team now in second place with a 2763, so two points. Darren Worth of Iowa Smoky D's, who we just talked about here with Matt Barber from Hot Wachula, is currently sitting uh, fairly comfortably in third place. Getting based, it is in fourth place. And look at this guy coming up. He has not done many competitions at all, but when he does it, he wins or pretty much comes in second. Uh, and a proud sponsor of this show who we'll talk about, or who we had already talked about in the first hour. Uh, Sterling Ball of Big Papa Smokers, now in the top five again. He won last weekend, 7.05, and also had a perfect perfect in that competition as well. So congratulations to Sterling Ball. And Big Papa Smokers out there, West Coast offense, getting it done. As always, BigPapaSmokers.com. Uh, he's got a 26-33, so you know, fairly uh, far away uh, or distant, uh, as far as points are concerned, uh, from one and two, but top five for what he's done. And I think that's important, right? You have to go kind of look at you know what teams are just putting in the uh, hours and the miles and just you know, amassing contests, 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 and which guys are doing minimal contests compared comparatively and getting a much better uh, return on competition results for what they're entering. Uh, the percentage is high. So uh, Big Papa Smokers doing very well. Uh, likewise, uh, Iowa Smokey D's, uh, you know, not doing a huge amount of competitions per se. So congratulations to... Everybody in the top five right now. We'll see if next weekend doesn't bring yet another change of how the top five is being laid out right now. Of course, Matt Barber won uh, Florida Barbecue Association, a 2015 team of the year, and Matt, uh, Jim Elser came in second from Sweet Smoke Q. We talked about that. 216 Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. Uh, do I want to save that? I think I do. I think I do. All right. Well, we can save that for now. Let me finish my thought. Uh, I was talking about Periscope in the first segment, the first interview segment before uh, Chad Ward bailed in to help out a brother. So if you are looking for a way, this is an app that you go, it's free, you download it on your particular smart device, basically turns your phone into a a video streaming device. You're alerted when people that you follow do something live, and you are also able to, it's recording, so if somebody, you know, isn't able to just jump right in at that point, it's recorded, and I believe you have up to 24 hours for each subsequent recording to view it before it's just taken down. After that, of course. But if you miss something and you really want to see it, you follow whoever you like, you're alerted immediately when somebody's live streaming, and then you can see who's jumping in on the screen, and they're able to ask you questions. 
Uh, they, If they like the content uh, the, that you are uh, offering to them, they can tap on the screen and give you hearts. I'm not sure exactly, aside from knowing that you like it, I, there's probably some type of a rank situation there with hearts as well. But you can interact. So if you either have somebody holding the mask, the questions that the people are asking, uh, it's a, I think it's a very unique, immediate way to engage friends, family, uh, for me, uh, a listenership or a, a viewership base, and they can kind of get a, a, an inner look at you know my backyard or how I prepare something. And they can ask me questions. We can have kind of a, a, a real time back and forth. You know, different from this type of a situation. And as uh, Kinger was talking about, you know, it's YouTube, but it, I mean, it's not YouTube per se. This is something you just watch on device. It's all uh, handheld device related. I mean, you can certainly stream live to YouTube now, but. It's not uh, as robust of a alert that you get from Periscope that you uh, you're not getting in YouTube. Uh, I don't. It's very hard to find out what's streaming live on YouTube right now. I mean, like I don't think anybody's even watching the live stream that's on YouTube. I stream live to YouTube right now. So uh, now, of course, there's going to be a, a huge issue by a lot of people who are going to use Periscope to do concerts and all this other stuff. Uh, I mean, that's just the way it is nowadays, right? Technology has made it very easy to bootleg shit. But for me, I'm going to use it the right way. So follow me on Periscope at BBQ Central Show. Get a Twitter if you don't have one and then follow me. You're going to be happy that you did. Secret stuff. Chops Power Injector System, folks. The NBBQA 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year. Three awesome sizes. Let me tell you about them. The number one seller is the half-gallon Chops Power Injector System designed for competitions or to pump up the Backyard Warrior. Easy to use. Clean it, fill it, pump it. You have one brisket. You have a pork shoulder. You don't need to fill it up all the way. Just put in what you need. It uses it all up. It comes with a 14-gauge needles. It comes with two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, a needle protector, $100 plus shipping anywhere. Cheap. Then you have the one-gallon chops power injector system designed for the catering guy. If you do, like, MBN-style whole hog, or maybe you're going to cook 10 shoulders to get that perfect one, it's double the amount, right? So you get the gallon, holds double the amount, comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. So 20 bucks, you get to double the size. Then you have the big-ass one, the CHOPS Full Power Injector System. It's electric. It's commercial. It's the competition big debt. There is not a holding tank but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube. You can put it in any size container from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City. He said time and time again that with the Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with a metal needle adapter, 14-gauge needles, 12-gauge needles, 11.5-gauge needles, three-plug screws, and a needle protector. 325 bucks plus shipping anywhere. Triple cheap. A number of top pitmasters in the world are using the Chops Power Injector System every day to make their barbecue better. Here's the thing. It's a foodie world, right, Central Lights? You are required to produce flavor, over-the-top flavor in each and every bite. This is the fastest, easiest way to do it. And it's not just for meat. Attention, alcoholics. You can inject alcohol into a watermelon with the Chops Power Injector System. Visit BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's BarbecueKansasCity.com. They have all the extra accessories as well. Two, three, four-inch, 12-gauge needles. They also have two-inch closed-tip needles, perfect for shooting fatty meats, keeping the fat from plugging up the needles. They sell replacement stock needles. Everything you want, they got it. 
Chops Power Injector System gives your barbecue some power. BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's BarbecueKansasCity.com. Thanks to Dan and uh, the gang over there, Chops, for sponsoring the show. Get one. You're going to be happy. I'm going to shoot a Periscope like in a week when I do a four-butt cook for a private cater. It's going to be great. Chops Power Injector. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. We are back. Uh, this portion of the show is being brought to you by iGrill, the next generation in uh, temperature monitoring technology. Uh, you get 15% off your order if you go to iDevicesInc, iDevicesInc.com, and order from the store there. 15% off everything. Uh, you have to use code BBQ. Uh, uh, use code CENTRAL is what it is, folks. Sorry. Uh, use code CENTRAL and you are in like Flint with a special discount. Thanks to the folks at iGrill for uh, continued support and uh, jumping back on with the show. Very happy to have that. All right. Where? Well, what did I just do? It was there. It was gone. Maybe I shut it off on accident. All right, uh, my next guest, a cutlery expert. It is his job. Sharp knives are key to barbecue world, right? Backyard folks like me, restaurant folks, competition trail. You need to have sharp implements to be efficient. But it's rarely talked about, especially here on this show. So let's go ahead and change it right now. Echo Monster has been double and triple checked to be non-existent this time around. Uh, So let's go ahead and head back over to the hotline and welcome in fellow Clevelander, D. Coker from clevelandcuts.org. D., how are you, buddy? I'm great. How are you? Doing absolutely fabulous. Uh, D., go on your uh, Skype thing and hit the little camera button there so everybody can see. All right, let me see. Look at this guy. There you are. You're even more handsome than I thought, D. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you very much. All right. So let's, uh, well, first of all, uh, I mean, oh my goodness. Uh, let me, uh, I don't know if I could possibly apologize enough for what happened last time. You know, I always tell people when we're talking about coming on the show, it's like, look, a lot of people have a habit, especially if they're on a little bit later in the show, is to start watching the show on their computer and then they don't close a window down. And then all of a sudden the audio is kind of repiping in. And yet well, that's what, exactly what I thought was going on two weeks ago. Except I was the asshole with the window open. <laughs> However, that has been rectified and uh, we're, we're back on track. Totally my fault. I apologize. So uh, if we could, how about a little background about yourself? We're obviously going to be talking a lot about knives tonight. Uh, but, you know, how did you kind of become that knife guy? Uh, well, you know what? I actually uh, grew up, uh, my family, obviously. I'm actually from the South. I... Uh, 
was actually born in Okeechobee, Florida, yep. um, and grew up as well in Tennessee as well. And uh, my father worked on cars and worked uh, in a junkyard and different things like that. So we were always working with metal. And so um, I think I was probably in my early teens when my brother uh, actually made a knife and thought that was really cool. We would mess around with metal and forge, you know, forging different things. And uh, so one thing led to another. I kind of beyond that, you know, made knives and kind of collected knives and things like that. And a few years ago, I was uh, um, making some hunting knives and fishing knives and things like that and started to uh, make some more like chef style knives. And uh, a little bit later, here I am. I uh, actually started Cleveland Cuts um, uh, last year and uh, trying to, you know, uh, perfect my craft and, you know, uh, making knives all the time now. So are are you like just over a year in business or not even a year technically in business yet? You know, technically, as far as a full-blown business, uh, I actually have not even been doing it for a year. Now, I made knives for friends, family, everybody like that uh, for quite a while. Um, And I would make, uh, you know, like I said, uh, previously more hunting and fishing type things and uh, uh, enjoy the outdoors myself. So I, uh, uh, you know, pretty much made things like that, started making more chef's knives, uh, pairing knives, you know, all kinds of different, more like kitchen knives, uh, probably about two years ago and really working on trying to, uh, you know, get those, uh, you know, in chef quality shape. And so, uh, uh, actually wanted to wait till I got actually to the beginning of the year before I really full blown, uh, lifted off a business and, started uh paying the government and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah i hear about that it's like the worst part <laughs> of going into business right paying the government yeah uh d coker joining me here on the show clevelandcuts.org it's o-r-g not c-o-m clevelandcuts.org uh d let me ask you something you know we talk about knives and maybe what's important as a consumer like me what makes a good knife component wise you know, the, the guts of a good knife, or, or I guess what makes a good knife better than a bad knife? And how can you tell, for crying out loud? Well, you know, with with a lot of stuff that's on the market today, sometimes it's really hard to tell. Because um, they'll mark certain things uh, kind of generically. Um, but, you know, really what makes a good knife, first of all, is uh, quality steel. I mean, if you're not buying good steel... And getting good steel when you buy a knife, then that affects, you know, the major component, and that is how long it holds an edge. Um, So, you know, you really want to focus on that. But, you know, next to that is, you know, is it something that's appealing to you? Does it look good, you know? Um, And as well, just ergonomically, does the, you know, how does it feel in your hand? Especially for chefs and things like that, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of difference between, you know, somebody who uses a knife for a few minutes and somebody who uses a knife eight hours a day. So, you know, um, you know, how does it feel? So when you put all those things together, that's really, you know, you want to look at the thing, you know, see how it's put together, you know, high quality, you know, um, not really into like uh, a lot of the screw uh, type, what they call Chicago screws and things like that, um, that you see a lot of stuff with today. But, you know, good rivets, uh, you know, are things uh, bratted together well, you know, they're using, um, you know, good steel as well. And that's, that's probably the biggest keys. There's a, a term that I hear a lot with knives, and I have no idea what it is, but I always like to say it. 
Uh, full tang. Yep. What the hell does that mean? So a tang, the tang is the in the handle part. It's the steel. So it's the steel that goes the length of a hand of the handle. So when someone when you see a knife that has a full a metal part that's one. So in other words, the blade and the um, handle are all goes all the way to the end, and then it has what's called scales around it, which are the uh, whether it be wood or uh, some sort of um, you know G10 or something like. that that you know some sort of uh, handle overlap that so you can actually see the blood the actual blade all the way through and as it comes through the end of the handle and that's that's called the tang and it so you want to have a full tang or can you get decent knives that uh you know don't have a full tang i mean uh, let me let me let me say let me clarify a little bit better i always hear you know and this is you know for somebody who has like no idea on knife stuff it's like when somebody is asking me about like cooking steak and stuff. Oh, you got to sear to seal in the juices. I mean, there's a lot of bad information out there in cooking sure. by guys that you would think should know their shit and they don't. And they're sure. continuing to perpetuate stuff that science has proven wrong, that we all know is wrong, but nobody knows any better. So for me, this is like knife stuff. So I always hear full tang. You got to have full sure. tang, but like, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. Well, you know what? Uh, most of the time, a good knife is going to have a full tang. Now, if you're dealing with, I make some one-piece handles to where I actually have to uh, drill out the center of the handle. And even on those, so it won't necessarily be full tang. You'll see some of them even on a solid handle where the tang will still pop out the end. But most of the time on those, I'll have like a three-quarter tang that goes in it. More, not three-quarter inches, but three-quarters the width of the handle. But I don't make a lot of those anymore, um, but I do sometimes. So, you know, a Quality makers put together a knife that is going to have a solid tang in it. It's going to be uh, some will be full tangs, but even if it's not like full length, it's going to be like three quarters of the length anyway. Um, recently, I was uh, actually we were having steak here at my home, and you know, you know what they say, you know, knife makers, and you know, it's kind of like uh, somebody who does anything uh, generally have junk. But um, I was sawing through a, a steak, and and all of a sudden the handle just pops right in half, and the tang on the steak knife I had was probably about an inch long. I mean, and that's what happens. So we, you know, that's why you got to look for quality stuff. I mean, it, I I sat right in the middle of my family right there and said, "This is why I make knives right here." So I mean, it, it is what it is. But you definitely, you know, if you can get a knife with a full tang, uh, most of the time you'll see that you're always going to have a better better knife that way. Barbecue, uh, the as the industry is like a niche that has many options, especially in price, especially when it comes to accessories and cookers. And I mean, you know, you're a barbecue guy as well, so you see what it's sure. like. Uh, and it's like a lot of things, right? You get what you pay for. So I assume this would hold yes. true with knives, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I was, uh, you know, talking to a guy today, and I mean, you know, for a handmade knife, handmade stuff's going to run more uh, more than you know. A lot of knives anyway but you know you, hey listen i put uh, time into that knife uh no different than you know uh somebody goes to to their job and work uh you know so so long on their projects that they do i mean you know it's it's what you get you know when 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 you um have somebody actually physically making something like that it's not stamped out of, of a machine or laser cut or something like that so definitely but you know hey listen there there's some quality um knives that are out there that are uh you know come off a of production line is that like a, a henkel 
a Henkel, uh, you know, maybe like a Wusthof or a Shun. You know, there, there's a lot of really high quality knives out there. I would argue that, uh, you know, when you have, when you get um, a knife, particularly that's that's handmade, you know, uh, I only deal with certain types of steels. Sometimes you don't know necessarily what's in those. Um, generally a pretty good steel, but if you're sharpening a knife a lot, <laughs> it's probably not great steel. So, like, what's the steel-wise? Like, what do you prefer when you're, you know, making knives? Well, I, you know what? I use, uh, particularly, because most of now what I make is, is more chef-type stuff. Well, I'll use uh, full carbon. Um, I'll use uh, um, some high-carbon stainless steel. And that's pretty much what I stick with. Um, a lot of knives that, I mean, you know, uh, you hear of a lot of knives that will run with, like, a 440 steel. Um and, you know, there's several different grades of that. You have an A, B, and a C grade. Um, you know, you, you want some C grade if you see, if you see that uh, on a knife. Uh, but, and that's a high, a high stainless um, with, with some carbon in it. I generally deal with um, what's called uh, a CPM-154, which is the, the, the metal count in, in the steel, which is a high carbon stainless steel. Um, I use some Japanese Hitachi steel, which is called uh, ATS-34. Um, and so I, I have some chefs that like that. And so I use those. Those are basically, the you know, a counterpart of a U.S. product and a Japanese product. They're basically the same. And then I use uh, 1095 carbon, um, which is a, just a standard good carbon steel. And they hold edges longer. So that's why I use them. Uh, D. Coker joining me here on the show, Cleveland Cuts. That's plural, clevelandcuts.org, if you want to uh, check it out while we're uh, talking here on the show. Talk to me a little bit, D, about like proper knife maintenance. Okay, yeah, um, especially for the knives that I make. Uh, you know, uh, you don't ever want to, you know, especially for kitchen knives or, you know, guys who are barbecuing and things like that. Uh, you know, you want to hand wash these knives. You don't want to throw them in the dishwasher. That's not good for any uh, high-end steel knife. Um you know, you want to hand wash them, clean them off, put some oil on them. Generally, uh, um, just just a, a good solid oil to, to put on. Uh, I use uh, mineral oil most of the time, um, but just a, a nice clean coat of that. And if it has a wood handle, you know, put a clean coat of that on, on your handles as well. Don't leave them soaking in water. Dry them as good as you can and then put, uh, you know, put some oil on them. That's the best, best thing you can do with any knife. Use it. Is, is this a situation where, you know, if you have a, a good knife, like if I, if we talk and strike up a deal and I get five, six knives from you and I care for them, you know, as you're saying, is, these are something that, you know, my kids could get passed down. They could pass them down to their grandkids like you could, like a big steel Texas offset type situation. You know, that's, that's, uh, I try to make stuff that will outlast you. Absolutely. Um, I want, I want things that you can, that are kind of, you'll hear people use the term like heirloom quality. You know, it's something that you can hand on. Uh, that's, that's what I do. In fact, I would, I mean, you know, I would, uh, almost, um, I would feel bad if it broke, to be honest with you, or something happened to it. And obviously I'd make that right, but you know, I hope to make it right the first time that that would never be the case. I hope it lasts you forever. D, here's a question that I, you know, I, I want to ask you specifically cause you're the expert and you know, I've always either Googled it or asked people that probably don't know any better than me, but uh, there's sharpening of a knife, mm -hmm. but then there's, you know, the thing that looks like a, a, a vampire, you know, killer steak situation or the commonly referred to, I guess, is the steel. Uh, 
yeah. which I think a lot of people believe that that is what is sharpening your knife. So if you could uh, kind of explain knife sharpening. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot of people think yeah. that you are sharpening with the steel, which I don't actually think is the case. But if you could, no. you know, tell us the difference. Yeah. Uh, you know, tell us, I guess, first, tell us how to, you know, properly sharpen a knife. And is that something that you can do at home or should you be taking a knife somewhere to, to really get it sharp properly? You know, um, listen, I grew up uh, sharpening knives. Uh, you know, it's kind of the manhood, you know, thing where yeah. you... Uh, uh, who can sharpen the, the best and all that? Like, honest with you, uh, I would sharpen on a, like a wet stone or even use sandpaper, you know, high grade sandpapers and things like that. And we would always try to get, you know, see if you could really get something to sharp. Unless you're actually getting that knife on a um, some sort of a exact bevel, uh, then you're probably not really sharpening it to the degree you can. And so when you're sharpening a knife, you want to be able to fix the blade and then sharpening it, sharpening the knife with, um, you know, it's like when you see those guys at like a farmer's market or somewhere yeah. like that, they're putting it on a wet stone yeah. and they're actually, you know, locking the blade in. They're, they're setting that at a certain degree for sharpening. And, you know, like for, um, you know, for, for chef's knives and things like that, you want to be somewhere around the 20 mark, something 20 degrees, something like that. Uh, sometimes I'll go a little bit more like 15 on more like a Japanese knife or, you know, some, something like a sushi style knife or something. And then like for hunting knives, you can be like up in the 25 degree range. But if you don't have that set, you're probably not going to hit exactly the same stroke across it every time. So, I, you know, and I'll be honest with you, it's some great tools. You know, uh, one is like it's called the Lansky system um, where actually you can actually um, – Tighten the tighten the thing down into a little vice, and and you run it over, uh, you know, the steel, and it holds it at a certain degree every time, um, and that you know things like that actually work very well. You know, most of the time, it, if you go to like a farmer's market or something like that, have a knife sharpened, uh, they're going to sharpen it really well. They have a couple of different methods that they'll use, and also generally four or five bucks, you know, so it's, it's going to last you a couple of months. I mean, so, you know, that's what, uh, if you go into a restaurant, those guys have people that come in and sharpen their knives. Um, cause you know what, they know that, that they can't. Now what happens is actually when you use a knife or when you sharpen a knife, the ends, and I don't know if you can see my hands, but yep. the ends will actually kind of fold over. And so, um, when you hit it on a stone, when you're actually knocking off, those frayed edges and so uh, when you actually sharpen one you actually build up a burr on the edges and so what happens is a lot of times you can actually have a burr and it'll feel sharp to the touch it'll cut as well but it won't be sharp sharp and so what you really have to do is you have to knock those things off and so um, a lot of times after a while the wear will do the same thing and so when they hit it on a steel a piece of steel like that they're not really sharpening it they're just trying to knock those things down until they can get to the next sharpening time all right, so when you see like uh, Chef Ramsey doing a promo and he's like doing ching 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 up and down that, yeah. that that's he's he's basically just trying to, to hone it in versus sharpen it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh clevelandcuts.org the website if you want to check it out here while we're talking with D Coker of Cleveland Cuts by the way. Uh D in your opinion uh, what makes what kind of a knife makes a good brisket slicer or, or something you want to like actually take individual ribs off of a rack whether it be st louis style or, or baby back something like that 
Well, um, you know, it really depends if you're taking stuff off the bone versus, you know, slicing a brisket. I mean, obviously you want a knife that's a little bit longer. Um, and, you know, there's a couple of different styles, I think, of knives that are out there. You know, when I cut like brisket and things like that, I have a knife that I made that I actually called a rib cutter, but I, I actually made it too flat. And it's uh, it, you really kind of want a little bit of a rounded tip on the end. Um, and so I actually make those, uh, you know, a little bit with a, a little bit of a rise in the tip um, to, to allow it to kind of not dig in the, the, the end of it. So, you know, when you're cutting brisket, you know, to have something thin and sharp, uh, you know, you, you can, if it, of course, uh, if you know how to cook brisket because you want, <laughs> want it soft <laughs> enough to be able to do that. A lot of people can't get brisket there, but, uh, um, you know. You want it right, but uh, also, you know, like to cut something to cut cut off the bone, you could use more of a, a smaller chef knife or a pair, even a paring knife. Some paring knives like that, if you were real, literally cutting stuff off the bone. Uh, have you thought about making like a, a custom barbecue set of knives, like that you you kind of put together and say, yeah, this this is the the Cleveland Cuts barbecue knife set. You know, I. I you, I think I think you guys follow me on Instagram and things like that. And I post barbecue from time to time. I have a <laughs> Cook Shack smoker, and uh, you know I do. So yeah, definitely that's been floating around in my head for a while. Um, I I to make a kind of a set that would be you know um, you know something that would have like a fork and different things like that in it as well for uh, for cutting. I actually have a guy. Uh, who carries our, my products over on the west side at uh, K&K Portage Market. He's over um, uh, just outside of, uh, of Rocky River, um, kind of on the near west side. Uh, but he is um, – he carries some – he's asked me for stuff like that for, for a little while. And so I actually am heading that way to, to kind of put something together to make. Uh, um, I got some other things I'm trying to fold out at this point and, and, and get going. But definitely that will definitely be in the future because I just enjoy that too much. And uh, probably would just put together, you know, like a piece that would have a, a longer style knife to be able to cut, especially like ribs. You know, I, I mean, I like to be able to put a, a knife down and just cut straight you know, not where it's not sawing through the ribs that's sharp and just goes right through. So you're, yeah. um, you're able to cut the ribs, you know, in one piece and as well to have, you know, more of a utility style knife as well. And then, you know, something like a fork and, and, uh, um, you know, that could be used to, to work on the grill or just hold the meat. Uh, you know, I probably would put together maybe like three or four pieces would be all, I just don't know what else you really need. As far as if somebody's going to call you tomorrow or, or email you, I mean, all the knives are custom made, or do you have stuff that's in stock that you can, like, shoot out to people? How does that work? Yeah, I do. I, in fact, um, uh, I'm actually putting some stuff together right now for um, – we have what's called the Garlic Festival here in Shaker Square. Uh, it's coming up next month, and so I've really been holding off of several things – uh, you know, chef's knives and things like that. I haven't put them on it. I mostly sell stuff through Etsy. Um, and then I have a couple of local things as well that places that carry some stuff for, for me. Um, but I actually, uh, kind of held off on putting some stuff out there, but I do, I have probably 20, 20 something chef's knives right now that just sit, sit, sitting around. Um, and then again, I have quite a few over, like I said, at the KK Portage market that he has. Um, so I do have some, I haven't put them up yet. And I also imagine if someone has a specific thing that they prefer, um, I can make whatever. You tell me what you want, I'll make it. Uh, do you have a, a fairly big shop out there? Like, where's the shop at? Is it in Shaker or where are you at? 
I actually live in University Heights. Yep. And so I've been working out of my garage for quite a while. I'm fixing to actually open up a um, probably like a store. That's my hopes uh, um, in, in, in the uh, probably Cleveland Heights area. Uh, I have my own a couple places. I'm hoping to open that up and, and move out and have actually like a storefront that people can come in. Because I don't just make knives. I make cutting boards and uh, other like kitchen scrapers and other kinds of kitchen accessories. All handmade, though. D. Coker is at Cleveland Cuts, the website clevelandcuts.org. D, really appreciate the fact that uh, we could hook up this time with no echo, only uh, get all that great knife information. Uh, hopefully we can have you back on again. Absolutely. Would love to. Hopefully I can have those uh, barbecue sets together maybe by then. All right, let's do it. So there keep he is. in touch and keep uh, watching my stuff. All righty, man. Thanks so much. All right. D. Absolutely. Coker. Thank you clevelandcuts.org so uh, there you go with your knife info that I have been promising for the last couple weeks uh, I resolved my issue magnanimously I might add clevelandcuts.org clevelandcuts.org maybe we can have maybe I'll have an official knife guy of uh, the barbecue central show he's right here it's like 15 minutes away from me maybe he'll be in studio one day Sucklebusters, folks, the award-winning barbecue rub, sauces, chili kits, Texas gunpowder, preferred by competition barbecue cooks, Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Products have won hundreds of industry awards, including two first places, two years in a row at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest, the World Series of Barbecue Competitions, of course. Here's something new from Sucklebusters. We've been giving it away for weeks. Honey, barbecue glaze, and finishing sauce. That's right, folks. Based on the Sucklebusters award-winning honey barbecue sauce, this is a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. It is super sweet, not spicy. It is super red. They use a special American paprika for bright red color. Brush it on 5 to 10 minutes of cooking. It leaves a glossy red sheen on the meat. Also, and more importantly, add an extra layer of sweet flavor for those judges, whether they be real judges or neighbors and family, so on. Brush it on. Take your competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at barbecue stores or online, sucklebusters.com. If you want a free bottle of Sucklebusters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce, please email me now and in the subject line put knives. That's right, knives. That's all you need to put. First one in wins a free bottle of Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. By the way, for people that have won in past shows... Okay, for people that won in past shows, have you tried it? How do you like it? Let me know. I want to know. I want to pass that feedback on to Dan Arnold. He is the president of Suckle Busters, a proud sponsor of this show. 972-393-9509. Sales at SuckleBusters.com. That's sales at SuckleBusters.com. If you have email questions or you want to place a large order. Quick recap. On the Suckle Busters winning, uh, again, the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest in 11 and 12, won it. Best of the Best Barbecue Sauce Contest, first place in 2011 and 2012. Chili Pepper Magazine Awards, first place in 2013 and 14. Fiery Foods Awards, first place, get this, 2009, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Wow, six years running. National Barbecue Association, first place, 2009, 10, 13, and 14. It's great. Blake Moody says this stuff is simply awesome. He knows. He's a barbecue competitor. He's taking his ribs and chicken to a whole nother level as well. 
All right, uh, we're back with an open segment. We'll wrap up the show after that. You are listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, we are back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by the newest bump sponsor of the show, Mangrates. Mangrates, made right here in America. They are cast iron grill grates. Restaurants, pros, used cast iron for a reason. Why? Even heat conduction and retention with no hot spots. Mangrates, patented design, traps and evaporates oils and fats, resulting in reduced flare-ups and perfect sear marks every time. That's right. Use code BBQSEN, C-E-N. BBQCEN for 25% off your purchase at Mangrate. That's M A N G R A T E, Mangrate.com. Grill like a pro with Mangrate. Does anybody have Mangrates yet? I do. I got them, and they are heavy as hell. I'm getting ready to season them up. Look, finally, then uh, I say this with the, I, I say with peace and love, peace and love. Finally, softball travel season is over. I get to have at least some semblance of weekends back so I can really get to work on the barbecue Lang smoker cooker fat sizzling and searing machine, which I'm really looking forward to because I bought a friggin' rick of wood and I need to uh, get it to, to burning. So, you know, can't wait for that. But... If you are looking for a option that sits on top of existing grill grates, then Mangrates is somebody that you should consider first. Again, go to Mangrate.com. Let me actually pull up the website here. I'm working on an interview with uh, the folks over at Mangrate. Uh, shop. Let's shop Mangrate. And uh, here they are. So you can get them in twos and threes and fours and all that stuff. Let's see if this uh, really blows out. The, so you can see here, and then it also comes with a great uh, wire brush. Uh, I would say, you know, if you have a, a four burner grill or you know a three burner grill like me, uh, you can probably get three or four, depending on if you're looking to go across the the width of your grill. A set of four includes four cast iron grates that are to be placed side-by-side side in your existing grill grate. And that will give you a surface area of 17 inches wide by 15 inches deep. And again, these are uh, raw cast iron. So, Steve O via Twitter. I bought eight man grates, moved across the country, left the grill, took my man grates. There you go. And they got some swag and, you know, other such whatnot. But thank you to uh, Mangrate for sponsoring the show, of course. And that code again, if you go, Mangrate, uh, BBQCEN, BBQCEN. Be sure to season properly. 
as I say each and every time you season it, and you have generations of rust-free service on anything that's a raw cast iron. All right, now you want to jump in? I got some time tonight, 216-220-0966. If you have any questions, if you have a, a take on something that you want to get out there for the uh, public to listen to, uh, I'm ready to put you up. So call in if you want and let me have it with both barrels. Here's something that I've been wanting to talk about for a couple weeks now. I don't know if, like I, I love... For as much as I bust Guy Fieri's balls about being inducted into the Barbecue Hall of Fame, which I've made no bones about is a tragedy when it comes to Barbecue Halls of Fames. <laughs> okay? A tragedy. Uh, I like watching diners, drive-ins, and dives. I do. I love that show. I will sit there. If it's on for eight hours, I'll turn it on, sit on the couch, and watch it. I don't know why. I just find it appealing. I always think that I'm perhaps going to get in my own Camaro, which I don't have, and travel across the country and go to these places because Guy has been there. He's very engaging, uh, great host, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing that I can't get over. I've watched 7,000 episodes of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. Unless I'm mistaken, what the hell is going on with people not using gloves in the kitchen? <laughs> I mean, it's the most disgusting thing. Is this, is this a professional kitchen? Maybe I don't know what professional kitchens operate like, but I'm at my own house cooking barbecue for my own family. I have gloves on my hands at all times. I mean, granted, I'm a little OCD, anal, whatever you want to call it. I want to make sure I'm not contaminating. Uh, you know, if I go to the doctors, the man doctor, and I have to do the cough test, if he doesn't glove up, we got problems. Okay? I mean, it's might as well it's the same thing in the kitchen. I want your hands. I don't know where they've been. I don't know how sanitary you are. I don't want you touching meats and lettuces and cheeses and all this other crap with your bare hands. And it is right there for the consuming public to see. Each and every show. They're not wearing gloves, and I don't know why they're not doing it, but stop. Holy moly, it's dirty, and I feel like I'm violated every time I watch it. But I can't keep my eyes off of it. Damn you, Guy Fieri. Uh, Area code 407, you're on the air. Yeah, hey, Greg, it's Alex Shamrock, and how you doing, buddy? Hey, how are you, buddy? Hey, I I went through a uh, very eye-opening thing this weekend with uh, one of my friends. I went down and I cooked on a Traeger, which I made the mistake of letting him get from somebody else besides our great uh, Chad Ward there, the Traeger rep. Of course, the, tra- the Traeger rep. Yes, right. I didn't realize that Traegers, the, the temperature on the outside, that has nothing to do with the speed of pellets. I just had never cooked no. on a pellet grill, never really looked into them. That the, the control factor is actually a speed on the auger. It's got nothing to do with the temperature reading. So this thing was blowing itself up nonstop. I couldn't figure it out. Finally, I got some help and called in, and they told me how to turn the damn auger down. But just wanted to put it out there for guys. If you're cooking on a grill that you don't know, just bring your own grill with you. Because that was the biggest mistake. I would have just put that thing in the corner and brought the offset, you know, the offset out 
and just took care of the part the party and not had the headache. Was there so explain to me what the setting was like? Was it like a high, medium, low, or a smoke and, and medium and high? It wasn't like thermostatic with uh, with with a temperature on it. Well, it's got a temperature setting that you put on the outside, which ranges from smoke to I think four something like seventy five. Yeah. And that controls an auger speed on the inside, which is set against an algorithm that is controlled by this little reset button underneath that says call service. So you have to know, and this is where you get it from a good guy who already has that set up for you. We got it. He got it from a pool company. You know, one of those, you know, we do everything that lives outdoors. Yep. So he got it from this guy. The guy never bothered to test it. And the auger was just running too quick because it was set for, you know, a colder temperature. Where down here, the thing doesn't have to run anything. Because down here in Florida, the thing doesn't have to run more than two of those pellets an hour to probably keep it up to temperature. And it just kept auto-feeding too much. So I, I didn't know that until I got schooled on Facebook later of a, hey, idiot, you know, a pellet auger is not a temperature control thing. There's only a couple of them that do that. I didn't realize that. I thought it was more like one of those temperature controls, like from uh, the juice cans from Elser or the Barbecue Guru, where it senses a temperature yeah. and it'll, you know, put more air in or less air. I thought that was similar. I was completely out of the element. I was freaking out, didn't know what to do, and finally everyone got me back down to reality, got the cook going back the way it should have been. I had uh, honestly, I, I had no idea that was the case. Maybe that's just a Traeger-related uh, situation because I have a. A gorilla pellet grill, which has a thermometer, uh, which I can visibly see in the back of the cooker that is monitoring the temperature of the air, uh, which I know then also uh, regulates the temperature setting that I have on the outside of the cooker and, and how it feeds and, and takes temperature. Uh, same thing, if I'm not mistaken, with the uh, the Green Mountain Grill. So when you're setting the temperature at 200 or 300 or whatever the case is, uh, they're they're both monitoring where the temperature is in the cooker and then deciding how many pellets to drop in the hopper or the burn yeah, pot I, to keep it at temperature. Maybe not I, so I, for I Traeger. Told there's only a couple of them that actually wow. set off of the, the internal temperature. The rest of them have the thermometer. It tells you what it is, but you have to somehow control items. This is my first time, but once we got it dialed in, the thing cooked like a pro. I was able to go take a nap, which was great. I mean, once I got it dialed in, turned back to slow, I was able to walk away. The thing smoked like great. You know, everyone loved the food and everything, but it was just, that little bit of getting it from someone who knows what they're doing versus getting it from yeah. a pool supply yeah. company. Absolutely. All right. So here's the question of the day. Are you um, potentially in the market for a Traeger grill now? For the competition so I can take a nap? And just in general. For the competition so I take a nap? Yes, I am looking <laughs> to get one. Well, uh, go down to the uh, Imperial Polk County and uh, look up Chadley Von Ward, and he will take care of your Traeger needs, potentially, if you're in the market. Don't do, and, I, I might you, have heard of that guy. Yeah, and you'll know that he's going to hook it up right. He's not going to leave you like uh, a guy that was probably also selling two tons of bromine. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Thanks a lot, Greg. All right, dude. Take care. There he is. Calling in, letting us know about the... Traeger issues. Uh, Patrick Paquette weighing in. The Traeger has a thermocouple. It's the same as a Green Mountain Grill Gorilla 
etc. But the auger speed is variable and needs to be set up. You want me to sell my Green Mountain Grill? Never. Never. I will never sell it. I love it. I love my Green Mountain Grill. I mean, is anybody with me on the lack of glove wearing on television? Isn't that the one place you would want to wear gloves? Ugh. I don't see how you wouldn't want to wear gloves. You're in front of a live audience. Naked hands on food on television is gross. It's just gross. And maybe they don't do... The thing that would be even more mind-numbing to me is if in every day they use gloves, but, you know, for the TV spot, we don't use gloves. I mean, why? Have you seen Darren Worth on diners, drive-ins, and dives? That's worth the watch. That's cool. Man, I'm with you, Blake. I hate having to wash my hands. That's why I wear gloves. Especially if I'm cooking chicken and I'm doing it barehanded. I feel like I couldn't possibly wash my hands enough to get the stuff off of my hands. The salmonella is creeping up my skin. Ugh. Let me check my email and see if we got a winner. Oh, uh, Jason. Sorry, I said knives, not knife. You lose. Uh, so the next one in from Jason, winner of the Sucklebuster Soft, Cliff Hudson. Let's see if. Uh, no. All right, Cliff, uh, you won. If you are listening to the show right now, uh, also email me your shipping info. I'll get that over to Dan at Sucklebusters. And you are a wiener. Nice. <laughs> That's how they pronounce it again. Kniffies. Kniffies, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. Let me talk to you quickly about the longest running sponsor of the show, Barbecue Guru. You know where they are, Warminster, Pennsylvania. Look, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control devices for your cookers, stop here. The company that started it all. Why are you going to buy any of this from anywhere else? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Stop it. Not familiar with how these little beauties work? I'm not going to get into the minute details, but imagine a product that allows you to set your pit temperature and once set, keeps it running at that temperature all the way through to cook. Sound too good to be true? It's a not. This is real life. You can take advantage of this technology today. Now, Maybe you're a busy working professional, or perhaps you are constantly on the run with kids, doing errands, and quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend pit temperatures. Barbecue Guru allows you to throw on a pork bud or a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, and then you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The Guru maintains that pit temperature you set it. If you like technology, if you like the potential opportunity of controlling up to two cookers off of one unit. If you like getting internal temperatures of three and four pieces of meat on one unit, CyberQ Wi-Fi is the one for you. You can control it from any smart device, tablet, phone, computer, laptop, whatever. Now, maybe you're looking for a cruise control. You don't need all the extra gadgetry. You just want something at an entry level. Party Q is the one you want. 149 bucks for most cookers. 
easiest point of entry into the pit temperature control device realm. Self-contained package. Runs on AA batteries. You can move it from one cooker to the next to the next. Add 10 bucks if you got the ceramic cookers. They got a special damper attachment at the bottom. If you're in the market for a cooker, look no further than the Onyx oven. Winning on the competition circuit as well as in backyards all over the country for years and years. Fully insulated. Holds a ton of meat. Accommodates half and full pans for food service. Working seamlessly with any barbecue guru. Pit temperature control device. And you know it is tried and true. Proven and proven and proven again. Do yourself a favor. Head on over to thebbqguru.com. Check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. They'll make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. Big B, Let's go! I'm an outlaw. All right. Give me two shots. We don't need a radio. Bring a jukebox for my outlaw. Cliff Hudson has forwarded his mailing address. He'll be using that glaze in a KCBS competition in September. Good luck with that. <laughs> Matt, I didn't know that we had that as a uh, contest. Well, let me tell you, we got to hurry up and ski daddle and uh, make time. So uh, let me say that all the way back in the first hour, we didn't have Ray Lampy. But we did have Chad Ward calling in. Covered many topics. Go back and listen to it if you missed it. Then in the uh, 9-2015 team of the year, Matt Barber, Hot Watch Hulos, and then D. Coker from ClevelandCuts.org. September 11, 2001, I will never forget. Till next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now.